and Rob Palmer. The podcast. Later Let's on, talk it... cards. Are we talking cards? On, as in cards for bad behaviour on the football field? Oh, yes, yes, we are looking. <laughs> I thought that you said before yes, we Blondie are. we were going yes, to discuss the card issue. Yes, we are. Is that for right now? If you want to do the oh, five we can minute... do it later. No, the five-minute sin bin could be back at on the NRL agenda after head office asked club officials for their view on its return as part of an overhaul of foul play. Because now they send people out for 10 minutes and important parts of the game, and it's very crucial, and sometimes it really affects the outcome. Well, if you do something unforgivable, there's your red card. See, this is what your brother has introduced. This is bloody good. If you do something that is almost unforgivable, Mm. you get your yellow card. Ten minutes. Okay, so you got your five Mr. minutes for the red card. Yeah. Ten minutes if you really, really do something silly. Yeah. Okay. But if you're just a dickhead yeah. and you do something stupid. And that's according to Ray Martin. If you vote no, <laughs> you're a right. dinosaur or a dickhead. And also if you behave a certain way on the footy field, you don't yeah. maybe deserve a yellow card. Or a red card. But my brother has come out with the tournament that he organised, the tenth tournament, and issued green cards. Okay, so you've done something. And that's not a visa to live in the States. No, no, it is. They don't send you to America. They say, mate, you're off for being a... Green card for a knobhead. Yeah, it's... <laughs> can we, do we call it knobhead? Knobhead. Yeah. And you do three laps of the field and the crowd oh, go to town on you. That is brilliant. And then once you've done your three laps, you can re-enter the game. <laughs> See? So the faster you do it, the quicker you get faster, back on. The quicker it's over. You have to be uh, ridiculed and heckled by those around you yeah. for doing that stupid thing. So and it's not like you've had a 10-minute rest. <laughs> so you've still come warm. back strong. You're, You're still, still warm. Right. <laughs> that is – I love it. As I said, your brother is a genius, and I think – if we can get on to the people with the NRL and say, give the green card. And you imagine Acor Stadium, say, oh, James Tedesco. Gets, doing three laps. <laughs> gets it. <laughs> It'll be like a Mexican wave of torment. <laughs> How good would that be? Brilliant. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Hey, do you use links? Links? Yeah. What? Shh. Oh, the spray. Yeah. Oh, everyone used to. Well. At some stage in every... Oh, dare Life's I say, life. man's life? Yeah, yeah. They would use. Of course, you do. Links. It's it's you know it's a really nice smell at the start, but if it combines with sweat. Links Africa. Links Africa specifically. It's being debated by Australians at the moment, and once it combines with sweat, <laughs> on the bugle, something chronic. Or your laundry <laughs> smells the same. Is it uh, is it the choice of high school students? I think you're. I think it is. Would have to be. What else have they got? Do you used do to be you, that or brute thirty three? Yeah, one triple three five three. Would love to know. Do you lo- use links? And they gave some. Hang on. Can I ask you? Everyone under sixteen uses it. If you are over the age of thirty and you use links, let us know. <laughs> Zachy <laughs> has gone all natural. You know how he's. You know, Mister Free Love, all that sort of stuff. What are you? You've gone all natural, haven't you? Yeah, so I use like a natural roll-on. It has like no aluminium, no chemicals in it, and I haven't stunk since. So it was. So he, so he says that that, that was a self-proclamation. Oh, I have. I used stunk. to work with a bloke who told me that he didn't need to wash because his natural oils were cleaning him, and he stunk to high heaven. You could smell him from ten meters away on a roof. I had a lady I used to work with. She used to use crystals under her arms, and she said the crystals. Sometimes it's you know, for the sweaterholic says your stuff, it's like called it. dry claw. That doesn't work. Yeah, it I'm does. Sweat- no, no. I I'm used to sweater. sweat like a pig under the arms. No, and doesn't I work. Up the tip, 
and I did that twice, but and I had never sweated again. According to stats, seven point seven point two million uh, people in Australia use antiperspirants. Bath products were the next most popular, six point five million users. Aftershave, see, I have to use aftershave. I know you think it smells like my toilet water. One point four million users. And um, de toilet. and, and what the big thing is now that a lot of the younger generation they won't use soap, they just use the um soap in the bottle. It's, because... not, it's not cool to stink. I can never ever be okay. Just uh, body wash, thank you, Zach. It's a big name, that body wash. But one, <laughs> one triple three five three. I used what? to sweat so hard, I had three t shirts for every oh, shoot we mate. did for Better Hands and Guns. I would so, have to have three summer? shirts because they couldn't yeah. film me after yeah. 11 a.m. They'd go, Man, I'm sorry, your shirt's soaking wet. It's not going to come. There's no I continuity. remember one February at school in Bundy because I don't think this, uh, the rooms had fans either. And I had to go home after about 10 o'clock. It was just soaking because I was the barometer from uh, which people used to judge how bad the humidity was. I was the first man to drown a microphone on TV, one that Sando <laughs> said to me once. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. G'day there, Timmy from Bado Bay. Hey, going? Yeah, yeah, mate. Good, mate. Good. We're, we're talking... just talking about links, polarising Australia. Yeah, mate. I've got links in the cupboard at home that I use daily and um, links in the car and in the ute. Um, yeah, I'm 57 and love the stuff. Okay, you love the stuff. 57 loves go, it. Because there's quite a few different um, varieties of links. Do you go Africa or which one do you go? It's got, it's got to be Africa. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Is that the one with the green part on yeah, the can? green and red. Yeah. red. <laughs> and do you find, like I was saying before, the combination, I've, I've worn it before, or used it before, but with sweat, it, it then goes a bit on the bugle. Do you find that? Um, no, I'm fine. I don't mind it at all. Exactly. Tim's okay. fine. Okay. Do you have a partner, Tim? Yeah, she's sitting right beside me. Oh. oh, can we talk to her? Yeah, what's her name? Yeah, it's Linda. 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 Hi, okay. Linda. Hello, Lin- Hello, Linda. Hi. Now, right. you're you're a fan of Timmy wearing links? Yeah, I don't mind it. Okay, don't okay, don't mind it. Is that, does that mean I put up with it? Uh, I'd like Timmy to branch out and try something else, or are you really, or is it your smell? Uh, I put up with it. Yeah, put up with and, it. And there would you go. ever? Honesty's the best policy, nice Linda. Different. What, what, what was, was that? that? It'd be nice to have something different Dif- at times. Yeah, mm. look, that is a problem with men. Once we choose a fragrance or a deodorant, we tend to stick with it. For the rest of our lives. Mm. <laughs> so Tim has, Tim has chosen Lynx, so that's his weapon yeah. of choice. Do you ever get to use it sometimes? I know my missus, she sometimes, like if uh, she goes, has to race out, she goes, oh, I'll just put this under my arm and she'll use what I use. <laughs> has Tim been taking the same sandwich to work for the last 30 years as well, Linda? Ninety percent. Ninety percent. You know what, Linda? At least you know he's true to you. Paddy <laughs> and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Have you been watching SAS? A little bit. I watched on my uh, deathbed last week. Yeah. I watched uh, one episode. Well, you don't. You don't have much patience for more than one episode. I've found. Yes, since I know. I recommended the One Piece, and you oh, watched that was, one episode. Was even away. one episode. You should, even, why didn't you give that time? Oh, I tell you what, I give, did give time was Jesus' Revolution, Brother Robert. Watch that on okay. Binge or on Fox. Well, you should have given SAS a bit more time. I like. I think it's heaps of fun. And did you see? You know, Anthony Mundine, he's been 
<laughs> no, he's been absolutely handed his backside by the bachelors, Tim Roberts. The what original, happened? Tim the original Robert. bachelor. Is it Robards or Robards? Robards, Robards, Robards. Robards. So what happened? The original bachelor, yeah. he's like, he's there, he does his skincare routine. Mm. He's got his, he, he makes him, his job is to make himself look beautiful. Mm. That's, that's, that's what, what he I, says. Oh, that's what I do too. Yeah, but he's good In the it. morning. He's good. <laughs> I'm just an amateur. <laughs> yeah. well, Failing. You're not trying very hard anyway. <laughs> and if you are, you're not very good. So Anthony Mundine has gone up against The Bachelor yeah. and they're on this this bar and they have to knock each other off. Yeah. And they're attached like, by ropes. So yeah. it's into a cavern below. Like oh, you're joking. Well, they knock each other off with a um They're standing pillow. on a thing. No, no. Like a full-on just hand combat. So they're, they're on a thin piece of On t- a thin piece of Timber bar, or whatever. Whatever. Like a pole. And they've got to fight each other. And they have to fight each other to knock the other off. Over a cavern. Yes. I would not do this friggin' show. <laughs> How stupid. A cavern? Yeah, that, yeah, is that what yeah, a cavern yeah. Is? Like, like the or Grand chasm. Canyon. Oh, oh, doesn't just yeah. both. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah. And so they and had to get there, go toe to toe. Yeah. And so oh, they're going, what? they're going toe to toe. Hang on, let bare me just get fists. the bit. Yeah, yeah, spare fists. And so where is it? Um, balancing, balancing. Oh, they're paired off. They fight each other, balancing on narrow beam. You got to knock your enemy off. Yeah. Into the chasm. Um, Cavern doesn't matter. That's right. So what happens? They go and. He's banged him off straight away, yeah. and, and as Mundine's going down, he grabs his legs. Tim Robards just gives him a boot to the face, yeah. and down goes Mundine. And then you've got old mate, the yeah. um, you know the what's that guy, mm. the, uh, the SAS guy? Yeah, the bloke. Yeah, him. you're left dangling like a spare prick, <laughs> and to, saying that to Mundine. So he's got Robards got go. you off, and then Mundine wants to quit the show, and he's like, oh, oh, "Did he quit the show?" Nah, nah, nah. Apparently, he had a phone call from his mum who. You roused on him before sending him back into camp. Oh, oh, so he's back into camp now. I think he's oh, back into camp. Thanks for the update. I'll just give a quicker update. Yeah. Um, Anthony Middleton, his name is. Thank you, Zachy. Tap and Jazz, our producer. Middos. Um, Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Robert, spring loaded. Regurgitator, Jebediah. You got magic dirt. All at the entertainment grounds, Gosford. Saturday, yeah. 10th of February, he's going to go off. There are coasties frothing for this one. It yeah. will be a big event. Including Magic Dirt. We are like you on a train in the corner with a mind-numbing headache. Yeah, this is Magic Dirt turning dirty jeans. The lead singer is Adelita. She joins us this morning. Adelita, good morning. Yes. Good morning, guys. Hey, you're back <laughs> rocking it. You're back rocking it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> How good is that? And and what a great lineup too, Regurgitator, Jebediah, she had you got Friends of Rom there, Scream Feeder, and you you guys as well. It's gonna go off. Oh, it's amazing. We can't wait. I mean, yeah, all our good mates, you know, we've been playing together for years and finally we get back together and um yeah, playing Gosford. We haven't played there in years. It's gonna be great. And by choosing February, it's gonna be a sweaterthon. Ah, uh, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but that's yeah. what you want with music festivals. Oh. Yeah, I love to sweat. you got to sweat. Otherwise, you don't feel like you've done a gig. <laughs> no, nah, fair enough. So, look, what happened with the guys when you got back together? You were, you were off. You sort of were apart for a few years. Did you? That was when you did your solo stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did my solo stuff for a while. But, um, yeah, it's good to be back together. We didn't think we'd get back together. So You know, yeah. after that time, did you find – we've spoken to other bands about that. You know, they separate for a bit and come back. And was it like yesterday when you guys got back? <laughs> Is that how it rolled? Yeah, it feels like that, getting back on the bike. Yeah, <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> it's pretty great. 
Yeah, I can't believe we're still doing it. You know? Yeah, after and and your fans like like from that like we played Magic with Dirty Jeans and what was that from two thousand and ten? Was that two thousand and ten around there? Oh uh, no, that actually came out around two thousand. That single. Oh, it was yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah, probably two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, right. But well, yeah. I tell you, when we when we say to people here on the coast, we've got tickets for this event and you go through the list of of bands that are playing, the phones (laughs) light up and people are dead set desperate to get hold of tickets. You guys are going to have a great crowd with you. That's so good. It's really good to hear. Yeah, it's going to be great fun. Adelita, do you find like with your your fans, generational now, like say the mums and dads will come and now um, their kids will be listening to what you guys do. Do you find that? We find that so much now, like real, like young, you know, older teenagers or kids in their twenties are like, "Oh, our parents used to play you, and we love you, and we've grown up with you, but we've never seen you." And yeah, it's just unreal. It's so nice. Yeah, you we love it. Still get you still get dads pushing their kids to one side to get to the front of the mosh pit. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> now, so um, what have you got a lot on? Like, because it's a spring loader, a spring loader, yeah. which is twenty twenty four. Have you got many gigs coming up for next year? Um, well, look, um, there's always stuff coming up. Um, Magic Dirt are currently touring a reissue. I've got a couple of solo shows. I'm doing a couple of tribute shows, some Rolling Stones tribute shows. I'm always busy, mate, but yeah. I hope to take a couple of months off around Christmas and early summer. So, yeah. Oh, good stuff. But at least enjoy the time while you can because yeah. next year it looks oh, like it's going to oh, ramp gonna up go, pretty oh, fast. No. And you go, why yeah. did I take all these gigs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen, doesn't it? It does happen. Yeah. Yeah, all so the time. it's spring loaded back for 2024. Now, tickets on sale are 10 o'clock, and that's next Tuesday, the 24th of October, from Ticketmaster. But uh, it is going to be a hoot and a roar. And before that time, as well, we are going to speak to you again, Adelita, before that, just to promote the gig oh. in, uh, in early January, February. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, thanks for Great. joining us today, oh, as well. Thanks for having me, guys. So nice to talk to you. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Texts are coming in thick and oh, fast. Oh, a bit busy for the text line morning. right now, aren't we? No, no, we can read texts. We can do texts right now if yeah. you want. What is the latest text there, Robert? Jeez, <laughs> from Damo from Wyonga. No, Tookley. Damo's at Tookley. That's what I said. He said Wyonga. Yeah, I know. That was the slip of the tongue. Jesus, <laughs> uh, good to hear your voice again, Paddy. Thank oh, you, Damo. Please. My ears were bleeding having <laughs> to listen to Rob and Zach talk about rugby union every chance they had. I know, Damo. That's why Gee, I that came was back. scintillating conversation. Oh, Damo, let me I, tell you. I was supposed if you're to have... too simple for the chat, Damo, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Damo, I was supposed to have this week off, but people were texting me saying, just get back. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of those boys talking about rugby union. So I had my doctor's certificate. No, I didn't. It's been an enthralling oh, World Cup. No. And we, now you have no. the Northern Hemisphere no had it all in it. the palm of their hands and you just Mate. shows you that on paper New Zealand should have been wiped Mate, off the planet. I've got to but tell you Ireland something really important. Failed to convert in a tournament situation. Yep. Yep. Where look, we're talking about a sport that other countries no. actually play. No, I want to tell you. Okay, this is really important. Have a guess how many days to Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, have a guess. Just because oh. sixty nine. All right, I'll indulge you. Sixty nine days. Sixty nine. Are there? Yeah, sixty nine days. On Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Sorry is the hardest word, mate. Sorry is the hardest word because I went to the shops yesterday and I had to get some red onions. Is this a public apology? Yes. 
Oh. Anyway, so I, I only got two red onions and I'll put them in a uh, in one of those. Hang on. So you went into a supermarket yes. for red onions. Yeah. Did you come out with anything more than well, red oh, onions? Well, no, no. There were more than things than red onions. But when I was in the fruit and veggie department, right. so I just got two red onions and I, because I didn't have much in the trolley at that stage, so I just plonked it in the trolley and went and got some ham from the deli. And then when I came back to my trolley, I went, where are my red onions? And I went, oh. And I'm looking around going, oh. And I placed them in this other bloke's trolley. And really? he was off wandering around because I did see him. He didn't have, I didn't have many things in my trolley. He didn't have many things in his trolley. But I didn't, didn't have that. You didn't <laughs> wink at him as you put him in his trolley? No, no. Because that can be a sign. no. I didn't have the heart to go and try and take them Is out this of the trolley. Yesterday? Yeah, because someone might think, oh, that bloke's stealing stuff from that. Or if he turned around. I think Monday is singles day at the supermarket. <laughs> and it's all about red onions. <laughs> well, two then, red onions. And then anyway, so I didn't have the heart to go and grab them from his trolley because I thought, oh, no, that's like thieving. If he was to turn around and see me grabbing something from his trolley, because he had his newspaper in there and a few other things. You're lucky that all he did when he saw you put the red onions in his trolley was turn his pineapple upside down. <laughs> Because that's a sign, apparently. You swinger. Anyway, so so I just left them there. Went and got another two onions and just laughed the whole way around the supermarket because I thought, he'll get to the checkout. <laughs> he'll, he'll pay for two red onions. Then he'll get home and his missus don't remember, will say to him, Don't remember having these on the list. <laughs> his missus will say, why'd you buy two red onions? I didn't buy two red onions. Yes, you are. Yes, you did. Here they are now. <laughs> and I'm there. Oh, geez. So if that was you, I really, really am sorry, but I didn't want to go into your trolley and take those two red onions. You can't give a sorry with a but. Right, okay then. Just, I'm if that, sorry. If that was you, I'm sorry for putting two red onions to your menu, whoever you were. But he walked off. No buts! <laughs> oh, right, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Try it again. I'm sorry for putting those two red onions in your trolley and not trying to fish them out. Oh, imagine being married to this man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about you, Kirst, (laughs) and all you go through. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Now, something happened to you over on the couch. Okay, I took it. Well, okay, this is the modern era where I don't know that it's possible to get. I didn't know that it was possible to get lost, but I got lost. I made it easy. I did did in Bundy because they changed the bloody roads around and I was using Satnav. Couldn't find out where my brother lived. I had to ring him and say, where are you? Well, you know how you just put the destination into your phone. Yeah, you just I know. Go, right. My wife said I was going to Armadale. My wife said you should go through Gloucester. It's really beautiful and it's a nice town. And I thought, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then instead of going up the New England Highway, you go up um, Thunderbolts Way. Yeah. And and there's another uh, there's another road that before you get to Thunderbolts Way, but after Gloucester, it's Thunderbolts Way. Did Thunderbolt up, used to use that way? It was his way or the yeah, highway? Yeah. So I was going up Thunderbolts Way. Yeah. And. Well, I didn't actually get the Thunderbolts way because that goes up through Barrington Tops. Oh, right. And what happened was I was looking at my sat-nav. I stopped there with my daughter, Greta. It was just the two of us travelling mm. up to Armadale to visit my brother-in-law. Mm. And we stopped to get petrol. And then all of a sudden I take off out of Gloucester. I think, follow oh. the blue line, Rob. That's all you got to do. Follow the blue line. Mm. So I followed the blue line out of Gloucester and the road got smaller and a bit quieter. I thought, this does not seem like... Maybe it's a shortcut to Thunderbolt's way. Mm. So I kept following it. Then I hit a cattle grid and I went across the cattle grid 
And I thought, ah, I've definitely never seen a cattle grid on the trip to Armidale. And then there's cows on the road in front of us. So Greta made me stop. You weren't on a main highway, let me tell you. No. <laughs> no. So we take photos of the cows. Yeah, beautiful. This yeah. is, what a memory. What a yeah, memory. And then we kept, we kept going. All of a sudden, we turned left to this town. I think it was Banook or mm. something like that. And Where were you going the, to Armidale? Going to Armidale. Yeah, right. And the road turned into dirt. So then I'm on a mm. dirt road on the mm. way to Armidale. I thought, yeah. I've never, ever seen dirt on the way to no. Armidale before. No. And Greta's getting impatient, going, Dad, I think this is the wrong way. I said, no, it's sweet, darling. We're just following maps. <laughs> anyway, I lost internet shortly after. So my maps couldn't even see where I was anymore. All I could see was a blue dot on the screen with no roads. So it was like I was driving through hillsides. Yeah. And I'm on country. I'm on, I'm on a dirt road. We had to stop at a farm to ask some guy how to get to Armidale from where we were. I stopped, knocked on his door. He came out and I said, excuse me, sir, this is going to sound really stupid. I'm a city boy <laughs> and I'm trying to get to Armidale. He went, <laughs> he laughed. He said, mate, it's another 80 kilometres along this road to Nowendock. And I went, Eight, did you say 80 kilometres? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, you could turn back to Gloucester, but you'd lose an hour that way. <laughs> so we had to sit on this dirt road heading north through the um, whatever mountain range it was for 80 kilometres to get to Nowendock before we linked up with Thunderbolt's Way and wow. got back onto the main road. The whole way there, Greta said, I'm never travelling mm. with you again, mm. Dad. I don't know why your tour, tour company uh, collapsed. I really uh, I have no idea right. why, why that went down the tube. Yeah, because the guy, <laughs> the guy driving was also the guy responsible for the luggage. Yeah. I don't know. We just – it was yeah. horrible. But you did know, actually, my, but seriously, my brother David travelled for my wedding down in Coffs. He travelled from Bundy – to Brisbane and from Brisbane to Coffs Harbour, and he ended up like you because he said, I know a way that's shorter. Fair thing. I crossed 17 rivers <laughs> to get to Armadale. Good on you, Bert. It was a joke. <laughs> Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. The NRL is reportedly getting ready to announce PNG will be given a license to the competition's 18th team from Channel 7. Our local girl is Michelle Bishop. She joins us this morning. Good morning, Shell. Good morning, guys. Tell you what, I'm really popular in PNG right right at this present moment in, in time. Messengers and phone calls yesterday. We need to hold our horses just a little bit. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Oh, yes. right. Because not you, at all. Now, you did make the announcement, or you did see, you had word that the NRL was getting ready to announce PNG. We'll be given the competition's 18th team. What's the latest? Yeah, so well, my exact words were that I was, I've get, got some pretty good mail that the uh, PNG team are going to be the 18th uh, NRL licence yeah. um, and you know, the NRL will eventually announce it. Um, I was sort of, sort of thinking maybe, you know, within the next six months, there's so many moving parts to this. And I did have a mm. whole lot of detail yesterday that I didn't um, uh, make public, but um, to support where... I guess the information I've got, we're talking a double header to coincide with the Kokoda Trek. Um, we are talking PNG uh, to have a squad that will probably be have to be based out of Brisbane uh, or in Queensland for the first little while. So there's a, a bit of a, a push between Brisbane, uh, Cairns and Bundaberg. So not out of uh, out of PNG full time. I mean, it's a big task to get a whole rugby league team up and operational. 
um, by 2025. But I think the bigger thing here that we've got to think about, we know that there's, you know, Western Australia want to be in the competition. There's the North Sydney Bears. Oh, bring back the Bears, uh, shall Bring back the bloody oh, we bears. Love the bears. We love the Bears. There's all that. There's also they need a, a second team in New Zealand. But the bigger picture here is um, the international relations. And I don't want to go all long and boring on you guys, but the Australian government's well aware of China's growing influence in the region. So for those who don't know, China have invested heavily. They've built a hospital, government buildings. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm reluctant to use the word invasion, but they certainly have um, a, a dominant sort of... Uh, they're, they're, they're presence. Doing, they do have presence. a dominant presence. Absolutely. They do. In, yes, in PNG. Uh, and, yeah. and, it's, and it's our job. And the Prime Minister um, obviously isn't happy with that. We need to counter that. Um, and, you know, rugby league is like a religion uh, and it's something that they wanted. So, um, and, you know, that with that rugby league team comes an enormous amount of investment, um, jobs, all that sort of stuff. So that's kind of, that's the serious side um, of where we're at. But, um, yeah, uh, the NRL sort of were a bit funny yesterday about, my goodness, we're such a, a way off actually announcing who it's going to be. Um, well, that information I, I've had for over a couple of weeks of been marrying a few things together and, yeah, well, it, it looks pretty much all like well, they'll be the 18th team. I'll I know our, our locals, <laughs> uh, Scotty and Benny Priest, also Greg Floramo from the Bears. What do you think? Do you think the Bears should be reinstated as the 18th team? Oh, they were in the ARL. And, of course, they joined with Manly and they played here on the Central Coast as the Northern Eagles. Should they be given another crack shell? Absolutely, but you're talking, you're coming from a true blue Balmain, full stop Balmain supporter, not West Tigers, so I'm still bitter from all those years ago. I still, um, you know, I had to have counselling after the 89 grand final. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm talking, I, I still feel there's plenty of time. For, well, Peter Volandis has actually discussed. He wants a 19th. He wants a 20th. They want a whole stack of teams. Um, the, the funding that is a, a huge blow for um, the, the upgrade of North Sydney Oval. Um, the Minns government has just ruled out they won't be getting that $11 million that was uh, you know, promised by uh, the Perrottet government. You know, and they need that injection. They need um, you know, great facilities, all that sort of stuff to be able to become a franchise. But look, I just think... Uh, we can't be selfish with this one. If this is what it is, if this is what's going to help, um, you know, international relations, I, I feel like it's probably we're backed into a corner. This is probably the only way to go. But hey, bring on the Bears as the nineteenth, please. Do you think Someone there are enough? Are there, are there enough players though to go around? Do you think to well, the facilitate thing. the teams? Because you look at the discrepancy in some of the scores this year. And you go, then you bring another team in and then they have to take the players that are there. Is it going to be a lopsided through some of the games if they bring well, in more teams? That's the that's the million dollar question. Absolutely. We all all of us rugby league, I guess, purists, we understand. I mean, there's been such a uh, a lack of um depth in halves. Um uh, you know, and with the new concussion protocols as well, um, you know, re- they're going to have to, you know, come to some solution. And I guess that's what I mean by all the moving parts. There's just still so much more to be done behind the scenes. But in my mind, I'm pretty much for sure the NRL's made up their mind um, already, as much as uh, publicly they won't come out and say it, uh, that it's, um, it will be a PNG. And, and again, I, I place that on the back of the importance of international relations. Yeah. And you're spending more time on the Sunrise set too, I believe. 
Yeah, so I was just doing a little bit of uh, my, my regular segment with Jude Bolton on Saturdays. He's off on holidays at the moment. He doesn't uh, cover the cricket and stuff. So Good yeah. stuff, Shell. You, you do know I vacated my role as Chief Rugby League reporter. Yes, seven, I, 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 I read about that and I went, but you're still with Seven. I hear you with Luke Boner as well on our, our night shift. And I, I look at our, you, the, you guys, the reporters, you and you especially this year and over the last couple of years through COVID and that, the amount of lengths that you had to travel to and away from the family it must take a toll shell it absolutely does and that was uh that was a, a big thing behind my decision you know i've got my three sons um and they're only getting older i mean yeah. i don't have babies anymore 21, <laughs> 15 and 13 and <laughs> can i tell you all mothers will understand this one i hadn't picked my 13 year old up from school in seven years and it was the best day of my life on yeah, monday how important that is you're absolutely right shell lovely to talk to you as always look forward to seeing you on the tv and hearing from you again michelle bishop our local girl on channel seven thanks for joining us shell Thanks, guys. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And you want us to do a ad for you? It's a really simple thing to do, Robert. Go to yeah, Triple M. Triple M. Mm. Dot com. Dot au yep. and let us know who you are, and yep. then we will get to work at the other end and provide something that may or may not be liked by mm. you, but it may or and may or may not be remembered, Paddy. Right. But it doesn't matter. It's done out of love. That's exactly right. And, uh, and when it comes from the right place. That's what it's all about. That's exactly right. Whether it Brad fails from... or it achieves, doesn't matter. It's done, Does as matter. you said. It's done from the heart. Brad, Brad from Piccadilly Corrins, he's taking the gamble. Because he has. Good morning, Brad. That's right. Brad. <laughs> hey, boys, how you going? Yeah, good, yeah. mate. How long have you had Piccadilly Cool Rooms for, buddy? Uh, around six months. Yeah, is it going all right? Nice and it's cold going there. good, mate. Yeah, it's going really good. So if yep. you need a cool room... Just say if your freezer's broken down. Is that like a portable? Do you deliver like a portable one for parties and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, weddings, functions, breakdowns, yeah, all over the place. Anything. Like you might have a so business that's... and your chicken fridge may have um, stuffed up. You go, oh, who am I going to oh, ring? Oh, no. Piccadilly Guru. Keep it chilly. Yeah, keep it chilly with Piccadilly. And, um, Brad, so, you know, festivals, anything like that, as you said, weddings, especially with uh, Christmas coming up. Yeah, we're pretty booked out of Christmas, but we go all the way from Mahana Valley to. Yeah, uh, to Hornsby. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, it's going good at the moment. Oh, yeah. good stuff. So, Piccadilly. So, what you've done, you've gone to triplem.com.au, um, gave us the name of your business. We've written an ad. Now, we've worked, uh, we've played on the Piccadilly thing um, yep. and the rhyming with Piccadilly. So, this is the ad we've done for Piccadilly Cool Rooms. Hope you enjoy it. Have a listen. Hey, Jilly, it's Millie. Have you heard about Piccadilly? No, what? <laughs> Jeez, I'm going to have to ring Billy. Hey, Billy, it's Jilly. Have you heard about Piccadilly? No, what? Jeez, I'm going to have to call Lily. Hey, Lily, it's Billy. Have you heard about Piccadilly? No, what? Jeez, I'm going to have to call Willie. Hey, Willie, it's Lily. Have you heard about Piccadilly? No, what? Jeez, I'm going to have to call Tilly. Hey, Tilly, it's Willie. Have you heard about Piccadilly? No, what? Jeez, I'm going to have to call Millie. Millie, it's Tilly. Have you heard about Piccadilly? Yeah, I rang Jilly and told her. Oh, well, I was going to call David. But if you rang Jilly, the whole world would know by now. Be like Millie, Jilly, Billy, Lily, Willie and Tilly. Because they know about Piccadilly. Piccadilly Cool Rooms. The mobile cool room and freezer room hire on the Central Coast. If you want yours to be chilly, Google Piccadilly. Someone had better call David now and let him know. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> Oh, mate, it's a lot of Illies, isn't it? <laughs>
A little bit silly. It was good. Well done. All right. So, uh, mate, hope people give you a call. Piccadilly Cool Room. Just Google you, mate. Is that the best thing to do? Yeah, just Google online. All good. Yep. All right. Thank you, Brad. Piccadilly Cool Rooms. Thanks, Thanks Rob. There, mate. Yeah, nice if you're a business on the Central Coast, simple thing to do. It's called Bill My Ad. All you got to do. Triple M. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. On news this morning, Roberto, as war in Israel threatens to engulf the entire region with militants in Lebanon opening a new front with to join Hamas and Iran, warning the UN it will be forced to intervene if Palestinian lives continue to be lost. To find out the latest from Channel 7, they're pretty brave what these guys do as well. Uh, and the girls. Currently in Tel Aviv is Chris Reason from Channel 7. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Chris. G'day, Chris. Paddy, Rob, good to talk to you both. Mate, what is the latest from the war-torn area? Oh, there's so much going on, but let's just kick it off with what you talked about there. They've been really worried that this conflict will spill out over the borders of Israel into other countries, and it's a whole place is a powder keg, as you know. And today we saw in Lebanon, up in the north of Israel, Hezbollah, the terrorist organisation up there, um, start to lob rockets and uh, missiles into northern Israel. Israel responded with artillery fire back there. Uh, overnight, we saw um, Israel launch uh, strikes against an airport in Syria, which is just another country uh, to the northeast of Israel. Uh, Syria had uh, kicked that off by la- again launching uh, rockets into Israel from that part of the world. And behind it all, um, Iran, which is basically funding and training these guys to do what they do, um, rattling its sabre and saying, if this thing with Gaza continues, if Israel keeps on going and launches this attack, then it will have no option but to get involved. Now, this is a worst-case scenario. If these sorts of countries surrounding Israel decide to have a crack, it's a, it is a really difficult situation on the ground right now. It feels, Chris, like if Israel react, continue to react, they're going to be facing a number of fronts. And if they don't, they've simply said, yep, you've done what you've done and we can't do anything about it. Is that how it looks for them? Yeah. Well, I mean, for Israel, it's just one option. They're going to fight. And and their Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has made that absolutely clear. He's pretty... He's pretty right-wing. He's right out there. He's, uh, he's looking for vengeance. He's looking for blood. He said he wants to root out and destroy every single Hamas fighter that uh, uh, is in Gaza and did what they did last week uh, on October 7 with that extraordinary terror attack. We haven't seen anything like that, anything as bad as that, in this region ever. The, 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 really, the stakes have ramped up beyond what they've ever been here. And Netanyahu is saying that we're going to roll in. Now, they've got tens of thousands of Israeli troops and tanks and artillery sitting around uh, Gaza at the moment, waiting for the green light to go. Believe it or not, heavy rain apparently played a part in deciding to delay that action today and overnight. As, uh, the Israelis saying that they, because of the cloud cover, uh, they couldn't get their, their pilots, jet pilots and helicopter pilots weren't able to relay enough accurate information to the ground force on the ground. So he said, look, let's just hold off for a couple of days. Uh, we're waiting to see when it's going to happen. I spoke to a couple of soldiers um, up there today on the Gaza border. They're chomping at the bit to go in there and try and take out Hamas fighters. But look, just a quick one, guys. I mean, we're talking about a little tiny um, uh, territory here. Gaza is 40 kilometres long. It's 10 kilometres wide, about half the size of the Gold Coast. Um, and it's got a population of 2.3 million people. They live in absolute poverty. 
It's densely populated, and inside there, in amongst those people, are these Hamas, ter- Hamas terrorists. I don't know how it is that these Israeli troops are going to get in there and work out who's who and yeah. root out, um, you know, who is really responsible for last weekend's attack. And they've got kilometres of tunnelling underneath Gaza, um, which some poor Israeli troops are going to have to get down into that and try and flush out, smoke out these terrorists from down inside these tunnels. It is an absolute viper's nest in there. You wouldn't want that job for love or money. It's an extraordinary situation that's uh, unfolding. And, and I, I saw you on uh, the news the other night, air raid. I think the bomb was coming across, the siren went off, had to run to a bomb shelter. Mm. Uh, what you guys and girls are doing, reporting back, wow, it's a volatile situation, mate. Yeah, guys, look, I want to thank, oh, thank you. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's important to report this stuff. It's important that Australians get to see what's, uh, what's happening uh, with reporters uh, through Australian eyes, you know, to sort of watch and to also to, to connect into the Australians over here. There's, there's 10,000 Australian Israelis uh, on the ground here. Um, there's many hundreds more uh, Palestinian Australians in Gaza as well who just happen to be visiting on holidays or taking whatever breaks over there. Everyone's got family, right? And they're, and so we've got a lot of Australians on the ground here. It's important to tell their stories. But, yeah, being wrapped up in that... Um, that little uh, moment of um, of terror you know, this morning was uh, was uh, an eye opener. Just you know, I was doing a live crossing of the latest last night when the air raid sirens went off, and and you we were two kilometres away from Gaza. And when the rocket is launched that close, you have 15 seconds to respond to be able to get yourself under cover. And we wow. we deliberately did the live crossing near a uh, bomb shelter. We sprinted straight into it. The the the, the bomb, the rocket from Gaza was coming straight over the top of us and this Israeli special high-tech system called the uh, the Iron Dome system managed to shoot up a rocket, a, mo- a mobile rocket launcher, a missile, and take Holy. out the Hamas oh, rocket. Well, and it happened oh, quite extraordinary stuff. Chris Reason from Channel 7 in Tel Aviv. Thank you for joining us. Stay safe, mate. Thanks for the reports coming back. Will do. Anytime, guys. Patty and Rob Palmer. The podcast. Scientists... Yeah. Hello. Scientists have discovered an alien-like wasp. Mm. It's got this massive head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a funny-looking thing. <laughs> but what it does... Am I related to this wasp? Yeah, no, no. It's called... Um, oh, gosh, I can't even find where it, what it's called anymore. Okay, so it's, it's a big it's wasp. It's going to go longer than it should. No. Caput... Caput... Oh, <laughs> Capitajopa I, yeah. Amazonica. Yeah. That's what they're calling it. But it basically, it finds... And in a host, it pierces it with its opositor, which is a tube-like egg-laying organ. And after a few days, the eggs hatch, and a juvenile insect will eat the host from the inside out. I watched a movie like this. The babies, yeah, they continue to live inside the corpse of the host as they continue to develop and will only come out once they are fully formed adult wasps. That's gross. Where do you get these? Wasp at oh, pet you get stores? them in the Amazon. Oh, no, in the right. Amazon. you don't get them here. So we've got nothing oh, to fear Oh, no, you about. wouldn't want them here. No, all right. Well, that's good news. Um, and you know how we were going to go to Las Vegas next year for the opening of the NRL, but we're not doing yeah, that anymore. Not anymore, we're not. And, and they've got the M- MSG uh, Big Sphere, and that is massive. They cost yeah. about oh, $4 billion to build. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Well, if you want to advertise on the outside of the sphere, it'll only cost you per day... Close to half a million? Exactly. 450,000. You get change from that half a million. So that'll be 450,000 a, a day. A day. But they do weekly advertising rates to 650,000 for the week. 
So you're just driving around, Jeez. and on that big sphere, because they put the balls up there. They oh, it looks so impressive. One day we'll get to see it. How um, many yeah. how many church bells would Father TJ have to sell to make that four hundred and fifty thousand oh, worth it? Look, I tell you what, you know what? You, you just wonder look, what yeah. people spend on advertising. How much and, you've and, got to sell? Yeah, to get four hundred and fifty thousand in one day. But you know, look at when they um, do the um, you know the Super Bowl Grand Final. How much yeah. or the final? How much they spend in advertising just on TV? Brand awareness, that's what it's about. Very much so. Good boy. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. I have a few mates still from school that have hung around (laughs) and we we occasionally get together for, uh, they call it the GBL, the Good Blokes Lunch. So we all get together and have this lunch. And And it's been a while. And you remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. right. I have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> to, to remain a member. Yeah. But that's okay. So we have this lunch, we get together, hasn't happened in a while, and there's been talk about a new um, gathering. And the, instead of just having a lunch this time, everyone's going to go to Crown Plaza Terrigal for a night on a Saturday night. We're all going to get together, have like a big dinner and a knees up yeah. Crown Plaza. Yeah. And, and you, would, you're saying this so that you get a discount. No, 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 of course you wouldn't be. Course <laughs> oh, no. Wouldn't be. no, I wish I was. I mm-hmm. wish I was because I just looked in the diary yes. and I'm going, yes, I'm in, I'm in. And so we're all, all these chats going on the, yep. um, you know, the WhatsApp chat. Yep. It turns out it's on the same night as Motley Crue and Def Leppard, Ooh. which I've been looking oh, forward so. to. Oh, okay. so. So the big question, do you go your mates or do you go Motley Crue? I didn't have to worry about that for too long because <laughs> then I looked at my calendar again. Yes. And my son's graduation dinner from high school. Is on the same the night. The late graduation dinner. So you've got your is son's. Is on the 11th. The son's so, dinner. The GBL night at Crown Plaza or Motley Crue. So you've got a choice of three. I feel like I've Motley really Crue. let myself down. Ah, oh, mate. you Get your kid to repeat. No. Get your kid to repeat next year. (laughs) Uh, Go to that next year. Uh, Crown Plaza thing can be done any time. Motley Crue is a oncer. Honestly, go Motley Crue. Hang on. Motley Crue is a oncer. Your son graduating from high school is a oncer. Get him to repeat. As I said, Robert. <laughs> it's, not, it's so not fair. I've got to let Motley Crue slip through my fingers. No, you don't. You've got, oh. a mate. You've got a mate that will be able to tell you what the gig was like. Oh, Thank do you, I? Robert, yes. <laughs> What's he when, look like? Well, <laughs> when he finishes at Motley Crue, he will then stay kindly at Crown Plaza Terrigal where he'll enjoy <laughs> and relax <laughs> in a beautiful bed at Crown Isn't Plaza. Isn't it amazing what yeah. you can hand off to a mate? Oh, thank you, mate. Oh, look, what date is that? I'll just put it in my diary now. Yeah, two weeks away. <laughs> okay, thank you, buddy. Getting up to the news, and after the news, double say a pass to see Paul McCartney in Newcastle. Now, Paul McCartney is bringing his... <laughs> uh, come on, mate. He's bringing his acclaimed Got Back to at McDonald Jones Stadium Tuesday, October 24, which is next Tuesday, with this being his first ever concert in Newey. And if you want tickets, Rob... Tickets on sale now. Tickets to Ticketmaster. Uh, no, FrontierTouring.com. That's where they are, That's sorry. Absolutely <laughs> right. News is next. Patty <laughs> and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.